Welcome to episode 70 of the Mission Impact Podcast. To mark this milestone, I'm going solo today. Mission Impact is the podcast for progressive nonprofit leaders who want to build a better world without becoming a martyr to the cause. I'm Carol Hamilton, your podcast host and nonprofit strategic planning consultant. Today, I'm going to talk about my favorite topic, strategic planning. It is the main thing that I do with organizations. And I often go on other people's podcasts to talk about it, but I don't always talk about it here. So one thing I'd like to start with are what are the guiding principles that really undergird the way that I approach strategic planning? The first is being collaborative. I really am looking for a way to help organizations create a shared understanding by bringing all of their stakeholders together in a meaningful way that brings their input, brings their voice into the, into the process, and then enables a smaller group, usually the staff and board, to collaborate to define what the organization's um, future is going to be. And that starts by usually by looking back, taking stock of where you are currently, and then looking forward a couple of years and saying, okay, given that our North Star, our mission, and our vision for what's different, what we want to be different in the world is this, what are the things that we need to focus on over the next couple of years and put our energy towards to move us closer to that vision? I also take a strengths-based approach where I'm not looking to come in and assess them on all the things they're doing wrong. Um, that naturally will come up in the conversations. People will have um, ideas about what could be strengthened, areas for improvement, but really helping people recognize the strengths that they have as an organization. What are the resources that they're building from just makes it a much more joyful and fun process to build on those strengths rather than only being focused on what needs to be fixed or what needs to be addressed. And through that participatory process, in addition to integrating that participation, also want to focus in on how are we bringing an equity lens? How are we integrating the notion of equity into every step of the process? And with that, also bringing a cultural humility. There's a lot of talk about people building cultural competence, but I really appreciate the concept of cultural humility more in that it assumes, I think there's certainly some basic competence that people can build, but there's always going to be blind spots. There's always going to be things that you don't know about a different culture, different individuals, the organizational culture, the cultural context that organization is working with, the different cultures that are represented within the groups. And then with that equity lens, really making sure that um, who's being represented in all of that, uh, the gathering of information and the participation creates space for folks who don't have as much power, may not feel as comfortable speaking up to feel safer in contributing their perspective into the process. And building on that, I do want to talk about a couple different misconceptions that I think people have about strategic planning and a few things that I've seen organizations kind of might be able to do better with, since I just talked about being strength-based, I was talking about getting wrong, but what they might think about or think about differently when they approach a planning. 
And I think one of those major misconceptions, or maybe it's not even a misconception, maybe it was kind of the conventional wisdom some 10, 20, 30 years ago, and, and is still in parts of the sector that the board or the leadership team and the leadership team and the board is kind of, quote unquote, the head of the organization. That's where strategy lives. And I really see it as a partnership with the stakeholders of the organization, definitely a partnership between board and staff to decide on what the future of the organization is going to look like. And that just because you sit at the board table, just because you are part of a leadership team doesn't anoint you somehow with a more strategic capacity than someone who works directly um, at the you know front lines of your organization is more of an individual contributor. So I really believe fundamentally that everyone can contribute to that bigger picture. It may take some structures and some guided conversations because I think it's not the natural place. Most people don't um, naturally are in that kind of strategic thinking mode, but you can bring people there through a series of kind of guided conversations, which is the whole purpose of a strategic planning process and what a consultant can bring um, to help people step into that strategic space and think longer picture, longer term, bigger picture. And fundamentally, when people have a part in creating the thing, they're much more likely to want to help move it forward. So that is essentially how you build buy-in. You build buy-in by having people at the table with you to create the create the plan. And then I think a big reason that that folks choose not to do a strategic plan is that they may may have been part of a process in the past that took a long time, took a lot of resources, and then was just kind of a plan on the shelf or perhaps today more likely hidden in some folder on a computer and wasn't referenced again. It was, you know, where's that Dropbox link to that document? Um, and nobody has it anymore and, and it's not integrated to um, people's day-to-day -day, uh, work. And I did a workshop recently on strategic planning and was and really appreciated some of the simple steps that participants talked about to mitigate this concern of how do we really integrate the plan into our work? How do we implement? How do we, you know, that failure to operationalize a plan is, is can be just the biggest sticking point to um, many plans. And I think the first is probably the simplest, just having regular meetings about your progress on the plan. And there are a number of ways that that could that could show up. It could be a meeting specifically about the plan. It could be um, an item on a, an agenda um, at your regular meetings every, you know, at a certain cadence. Maybe it's once a month. Maybe it's not every every um meeting, but, but uh, at, a, at a certain cadence that you agree on that makes sense for your organization. And then a, a, another uh, suggestion that I thought was so important is um, taking the time to celebrate, celebrate progress, celebrating those small wins. Um, we're such an action-oriented culture. We're such a move on to the next thing kind of culture that we forget to take a breath <clears throat> and kind of pat ourselves on the back and say, look, 
we did this thing. We checked this thing off the list. We've moved this, this, we've moved a little closer to this milestone. Um, and let's celebrate in some way. I mean, the simplest way that I do this on a daily basis is that at the end of the day, the beginning of the day, I write a to-do list. At the end of the day, I write a to-done list. So what did I get done that day? And for those implementation, really thinking about that, um, you've got your bigger plan, but thinking about uh, creating an implementation plan that's really with a shorter time frame. So your your bigger picture plan, maybe at a three to five year time frame, have three to five big goals that you're working towards, but then your implementation plan is either at a three or six month or a year, whatever makes sense for your organization that really goes into the who will do what by when. And I would add, it's not just about measuring progress. It's also about having the time and space to consider what the goal means for the organizations. What are the implications? How are we interpreting it? What adjustments do we make? And there are four key questions when you put that thing on the agenda, when you put strategic planning on the agenda or you want to have a check-in meeting, four key questions that I would offer you to use to frame that um, meeting would be, what have we done that we meant to do? In other words, what can we check off the list? What, what progress have we made? What were things that we did that we did not plan to do, but we did and it had good results? So the world is constantly changing and shifting. A new opportunity may have popped up. You took action on it. Celebrate that. What did we plan to do, but we don't need to do it anymore? Things have shifted. We recognize that it doesn't, it no longer fits today's realities. What can we let go of? And is there anything we need to add to our plan given today's new realities? So at each point, we're saying, okay, where were we? Where have we come? What's our current state? Where do we want to go? And all the steps on where we want to go, are they still fitting our, our current assessment of, of today's reality? And so those action steps that you may, may have set a year ago at that retreat, uh, probably that's the part that's going to get updated um, on a continual basis because it will recognize that progress, it will adjust to new realities, and you'll have that living document that we so often talk about and so infrequently actually implement. We'll be back after this quick break. Mission Impact is sponsored by Grace Social Sector Consulting. Grace Social Sector Consulting helps nonprofits and associations become more strategic and innovative for greater mission impact. You can download free resources on strategic planning, program portfolio review, design thinking, and more at gracesocialsector.com resources. And we're back. Thank you for listening to this episode. I really appreciate the time you spend with me. You can find the full transcript of this episode, as well as any links and resources mentioned during the show in the show notes at missionimpactpodcast.com slash show notes. And I'd like to thank Isabel Strauss-Riggs for her support in editing and production, as well as Cindy Rivera Grazer of 100 Ninjas for her production support. And I would love it if you would take a minute to, or two, to rate and review Mission Impact on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. It helps other people find the podcast and we definitely really appreciate it. 
And until next time, thank you for everything you do to contribute and make an impact.